Blog Talk Radio. The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Terry Amarine. He's the president of Green Home Solutions, and he's here to talk with us about how the products that Green Home offers are less invasive and less costly when it comes to your uh, mold remediation and a lot of other kinds of things that you might call on him for. So let's talk, Terry about what Green Home Solutions provides. I know when you and I first met, you told me about the mold, but you've got a lot of other things, too, that you can offer. So tell us all about it. Uh, Yeah, so basically what we do is we are, I would say, an indoor air quality management company. So we use natural products to treat uh, indoor air quality. It might be mold. It could be home allergens. It could be odor. Um, all of our products also are very effective in dealing with a lot of bacterias and things that cause illnesses for people. So it's all about air, indoor air quality. Now, when you, some people hear green, I mean, that's, that's such a buzzword these days. <laughs> it has been for some time, actually, almost to the point where people are immune to it in some cases because everybody sports some kind of green quality in their products. So talk to us about what makes your products green. Um, basically, our products are all natural, and primarily we work with enzyme science. So enzymes are a natural part of your body, um, mm-hmm. and all the products we use are, like I said, the majority are enzymes, and they have been specifically designed to address those particular things, such as the mold spores and so forth. The nice thing is they are products that allow a homeowner when we do a treatment to return to their home that same day. In some cases, we may be treating, let's say, a basement, and the homeowner can be upstairs and be completely safe. So they are very natural. They're all natural. Mm-hmm. And by being natural, that's to me, I would say that's about as green as you can be. Absolutely. And so when you say enzymes, these are actually living organisms that you um, inject into places that eat the mold and eat the other bacteria? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, basically what they do is they're, I guess you could call it an enzyme cocktail um, or, or a mix. And part of the enzymes will attack the outer part of whatever that may be, like a mold spore. And then other parts of the enzyme actually will uh, destroy the protein, which is typically what causes the reaction from a, a human. And, yeah, they essentially, yeah, you could say they eat the, uh, the bacteria or the mold spore, whatever they're designed to attack, and they don't leave anything behind. Yeah, and most mold remediation, as I understand it, and through my, actually my own experience, you have to tear out walls or uh, the uh, sheetrock or flooring, and it makes a huge mess. It inconveniences um, the homeowner or the business owner, and it's just a long, time-consuming process that can get quite costly. So using these enzymes, how is it that you apply the treatment? 
basically our focus is always on trying not to do tear out of walls and flooring because obviously that's very costly as you said and also very intrusive into uh, the person's life um, so the way that we do the process is I would say the key part of it is we apply the product in an ultra fine mist or a fogging process and what that allows it to do is it can penetrate into nooks, crannies, things of that nature. If we suspect that there is mold in a wall cavity, what we will do is we'll actually drill a small hole into the wall between the studs, and we will insert a small multi-directional nozzle that allows us to fog behind the wall and get any mold that might be in behind the wall. The other thing about our enzymes is they are able to penetrate non-porous materials such as sheetrock. So most times when you're looking at a mold issue, what you see is only about 20% uh, of what there really is. Most of the mold is actually growing inside the porous, porous part of the drywall, the sheetrock. And our enzymes actually are able to basically follow that same path. And again, uh, the analogy I always use is uh, like Pac-Man. Um, essentially, they keep going until there is no more mold because the mold <laughs> is truly their food source. So it, that allows us, I won't say we never tear out a wall, but the only time we will look at tearing out any kind of walls is if the wall itself has uh, the structural integrity has been compromised because it's been wet for too long, mm -hmm. or if it's an outer wall where perhaps the insulation has been infested with mold, in which case you have to remove the insulation. But other yeah. than that, we avoid it. Yeah, so the way you describe that, it almost sounds like uh, laparoscopic surgery. You just have a little hole and you uh, weave some sort of a little uh, tube up it that uh, allows the mist to come out full of these enzymes. Would that be a pretty good analogy? It is. Um, the nice thing about the nozzle we use is it will actually uh, shoot, in, it will go for eight feet in any direction. And so, you know, typically your wall cavities are, you know, you've got the space between the studs and we're drilling typically halfway through so we can get all the uh, area of that wall. Sometimes what we'll do is uh, if we can, um, we might go through like an outlet or a light cover, just pull that out and go through that pre-existing hole. Um, so what we're always trying to do is find a way to treat the mold in the least intrusive way possible for the homeowner uh, or the property owner. Yeah, and then you just have the little uh, hole that you drilled to patch over and, exactly. and uh, mud and repaint, and much easier. So let's talk about the cost. Uh, earlier I said that a lot of times people associate green products with additional costs, that uh, there are premium products you're going to have to pay more. Obviously, from what you just described, I don't. first of all, I don't know if the product costs more or not, but the process sounds like it saves you a lot not having to buy new sheetrock, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, obviously we start ahead of the game when if you're not tearing out sheetrock, if you're not tearing out flooring and so forth, I mean, that's going to save you thousands of dollars. It's also going to, also going to save you an enormous amount of time. Um, and I really didn't address how we uh, deal with the flooring. Um, what we've done a lot of times where there's been moisture is the fogging process will certainly kill any mold that's on the surface of the carpeting and into the uh, fibers of the carpeting. If mm -hmm. we suspect that the padding might have some issues as well, we've had instances where we pull back the uh, carpeting and then actually treat that part of the padding that we may have some uh, concerns about. And again, trying trying at all times to not have any expense in replacement of materials and really have the uh, c customer only paying for the treatment itself. Yeah, so the products themselves, uh, they are they more or less expensive or on par with chemicals? How does that come down to cost? 
Typically, I would say our treatments are probably about on par, maybe mm-hmm. a little more expensive than chemicals. But again, because of the non-tear-out and so forth, the, the end cost to actually address the problem is several thousand dollars cheaper. Um, yeah. The other thing is a lot of times the chemicals that you're bringing in to your home to treat, there's a reason that the technicians are wearing respirators and eye protection. <laughs> um, some of those materials can be flammable. I know there's one very popular chemical that is used on carpeting that can be ignited by static electricity. And if you think about carpeting and static electricity, it's, it's not something I would be uh, all that keen to have in my home. Um, our technicians do wear safety equipment, but the difference for us is they are protecting themselves from the mold itself, not from the products we're using. Okay, yeah, and the static electricity in the carpet, especially if you've got little kids that are constantly down there uh, playing on the carpet, that sounds like a dangerous combination. Right. Now, uh, mold is a lot more common than people think, and I think some people finally take notice of it maybe when it's turning black. I mean, we just heard the awful report yesterday about the mold that they found at Don Bosco Center uh, in their in their warehouse there. Um, so w- what are some of the signs of mold and that you might have a real mold issue other than your walls or your, your floors turning black? I would say the, the most obvious sign typically is the odor. Um, the smell that most people uh, associate with basements, kind of that dank, uh, musty smell, is a telltale sign that you probably have a mold issue. Um, the other things you can look for is if you have any areas of your home that are moist, Um, You know, maybe they get moist when it gets a certain weather conditions or when it rains, they get a little wet. Um, If that has been happening over time, chances are there's probably mold because mold spores are present in every building, every office, every home. What they're waiting for is enough moisture to become active and start to reproduce. And so, you know, it's like I said, the nose is probably the first thing, the visible signs, um, looking for moisture. If you've had a, you know, small leak under a sink, Um, We find a lot of mold under a sink, and the problem is if it starts to become active, it can spread throughout a house within 48 to 72 hours. So all that wonderful air conditioning and all the great uh, air movement that we have in our homes nowadays also is a super highway for mold spores to spread throughout your home fairly easily. So if somebody discovers uh, mold in their home, whether it is the telltale black mold that's growing or uh, whether it's the smell, as you say, what should they do? What they should do is, I would say, call somebody like ourselves that knows mold, um, get an inspection to see if there is a mold issue. Um, one of the things we'll look for also is what is the cause of the, of the mold if we, if we find that there is mold, because obviously we need to address that water intrusion issue. Um, but I would say the first step is call someone in, have them uh, inspect your home, see if there is mold. Uh, mold can be found in crawl spaces, attics, Um, A lot of times when it's there, if you don't have proper sealing around uh, the ducts and things of that nature, that mold can find its way into your home. Um, And mold is the type of thing where you may not be sensitized to it initially, but as you're exposed to it more over time, you become more sensitized to it. When you say sensitized to it, you mean allergic to it? Exactly, yes, allergic. Yeah, I mean, what we see sometimes is someone may not have a reaction to it initially, but if they're exposed to it for a prolonged period of time, their body starts to become more reactive to it. And the problem is once you start to have a mold allergy, you will always have that mold allergy because it's kind of like one of those compounds that builds up in your body over time. Okay, so I know sometimes homeowners try to take care of things themselves. They might Google it or look for a YouTube video on how to 
take care of things. What are some of the DIY fixes that you see that can actually make problems worse and you want to tell homeowners not to try? A lot of homeowners will try to use bleach. And bleach can uh, be effective if you're working on a non-porous surface, like a countertop or maybe a bathtub or tiling in your bathroom. But where it is absolutely not effective is on any type of a uh, porous surface, such as drywall or sheetrock. And what actually happens when you're treating a mold with, on a wall with bleach is all you really do is remove the color of the mold. So you, you get the appearance that you've actually done something. But a lot of bleach products contain water. Mm -hmm. and water is the catalyst for mold growth. <laughs> and so what happens if I actually go to, and there are studies that have shown this, if I go to a piece of drywall or sheetrock that has mold on it and I use bleach, the only component of bleach that's going to get through the drywall into the pores where a lot of the mold is, is the water. And so I actually am feeding the, the mold, and I'm actually feeding it to grow into the uh, sheetrock and into the wall cavity. So what I can actually do is feed the mold, and the studies that we've uh, seen, any areas on a uh, porous surface that have been treated with bleach, the mold actually will grow twice as fast after the bleach has been uh, put on it than before. So, you just compound your problem, and you, oh my goodness, yeah, you, I didn't know that. I yeah, didn't you, know that myself. It, so. it, we see it a lot, and it, 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 the problem is sometimes that will take what could have been a surface treatment for us and actually result in, okay, now we actually do have to do some wall tear out. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not, so like I said, if you're doing it on something like a countertop of your bathtub in a small area, it, it can be effective. Um, the other things people will try to do sometimes and, um, is they may want to sand the area, which is act very bad because obviously now I'm putting the mold airborne, and, mm -hmm. or they'll paint over it. Um, and if they paint over it, and there are mold-killing, quote-unquote, mold-killing primers that are on the market, you find them in your hardware store, the only problem with a mold-killing primer is it only works while it's wet. So when you put it on the mold, it's only going to work while it's wet, and so it will potentially kill what's on the surface, and then all you've done is you've sealed the mold inside your drywall, and it only has one direction to grow, which is inside the wall and inside the wall cavity. Oh, so. Really? So Which those, makes it even harder to right. get to. So, so it's, yeah. Yeah, a lot of times people feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to send $30 and take care of this issue. Um, if it's on your sheetrock and your drywall, things of that nature, that's not really a DIY. If you find it in the corner of your bathroom, um, you know, or if it's on a, a, a countertop or something, maybe that water has stood on for a little while, yeah, you can DIY that. But if you're talking sheetrock, you really need to get someone in to deal with it. And it doesn't have to cost you hundreds or thousands of dollars to do it. We've been talking a lot about what to do if you see mold, uh, treatments for mold, but what are some of the things that we can do to be proactive to avoid having mold problems to begin with? I would say the first and most important thing is make sure you manage the humidity in your home. Um, high humidity and, and living in the Kansas City area, especially in the time of year we are now, August, uh, high humidity is, the, is a problem. So maintain the humidity in your home. Uh, if you do have any type of a small leak or something like that, get it fixed right away. Get that area dry as quickly as possible to make sure that it doesn't stay moist. Um, get air movement in your attics and in your crawl space so that those are properly ventilated um, so you get good air movement. Uh, be very attentive to your basement um, because obviously basements are one of the areas that tend to be most prone to having some wetness in them. 
but mainly just being aware if you have some type of water or moisture in your home that you address it very quickly. Don't let it linger. Okay. So that's always the best solution, but if you do end up with some of these telltale signs of mold, obviously have it checked out. Now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, there are some other products that Green Home Solutions offers. What are some of those? Um, yeah, we also uh, have uh, products, uh, again, these are enzyme-based, but they will um, address certain uh, odor issues, and uh, these can be things such as cigarette smoke, uh, it can be pet odors, um, it can be exotic foods. Uh, there's a lot of odors that can become somewhat problematic. The typical solution that most people use is to buy some uh, candles, uh, get some air freshener, which uh, sometimes, in my opinion, those odors can be as offensive or worse than the odor you're trying to cover. Um, but what we do is we can come in, and again, it's a fogging process. We also have aerosols that are like a, a, a bug bomb type application. And what they will do is they don't mask the odor. They actually molecular uh, bond with the uh, odor-causing molecules and change their structure in a way that they no longer can be sensed by the human nose. So it really neutralizes the odor. It's kind of a unique um, odor when you go into a, a room that has a neutral smell to it because almost every room has some type of an odor that we've become accustomed to. Right. And these are all green products as well. Yeah, these are all enzymes as well. Okay. Now, as I understand it, Green Home Solutions is a franchise, uh, correct? That is correct, yes. All right. Why did you decide to purchase Green Home Solution franchise? Um, several reasons. First of all, I, I was very much um, impressed with the science. Uh, all the science that we use, our chief science officers develop most of our products as proprietary to our franchise. Um, and they truly were, with being enzyme-based, they were true green products. They were more effective and more efficient than a lot of the chemical products uh, on the market. Obviously, I think uh, consumers are becoming more and more um, aware of that sometimes the, the chemical solution can be worse than the problem. Um, so that was very attractive. I like the fact that every product we make is designed and manufactured in the United States, and we stay very true to that. And I think most importantly, I just like the uh, concept that we could go in and really our focus is to provide our customers with a healthy home environment. And when you think about how much time we spend in our homes nowadays, your indoor air quality is, I would say, even more important than the outdoor air quality because we're spending so much time in our homes, um, especially given, you know, if it's winter or something, uh, you spend an awful lot of time in your home. Mm -hmm. So Yes, yes. And the other thing is, is when you talk about indoor air quality, it's kind of a double-edged sword because we're making our homes tighter and tighter and tighter so that we can conserve energy and, you know, there's not as much of, a, of drafts and the outdoor air exchange, you know, with, with it coming in. And so they're tighter. And if you've got a problem, then you're really uh, right there tied up with it. You know, there's, there's not, you know, in older homes where it's drafty. So these kinds of products are even more important than ever. Right. I mean, you could look at, a, you know, our modern days homes as, unfortunately, they can almost be looked at as an incubator. Um, they, they really are well sealed and, and the ducting system. And I guess that's something I kind of failed to mention. But when we fog, we always fog with the uh, ventilation system to the AC or the heat on so that all that product is also going into all the ducts. Because if all we did, and that's an issue that the chemicals have, is if all I'm doing is treating the area that's affected, I'm not treating kind of the, the transportation system that the mold or, or whatever is traveling on. And so we're able to treat that ducting system. And again, what we're putting into your home is very natural and very safe for you. So you don't have to worry about what you may be breathing, you know, a week or two later. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the Green Home Solutions, is this a fairly young company? Tell us a little bit about the history of the company. Yeah, it actually is. It's about four years old. It actually started up in the Northeast, and their initial products were actually organic products that were designed for mosquitoes and kind of outdoor pests. But they quickly found that really the real opportunity and the real use for the product was more inside the home than outside the home. Yeah. What other kinds of products uh, does Green Homes offers? or services do you offer for homeowners? Um, The other services that we offer, um, basically, if you're talking indoor air quality, um, some of the franchises are into do also like duct cleaning. Um, Mm -hmm. We will work with them on addressing the ventilation systems and things of that nature. Because again, if we're treating a mold problem, but we aren't really treating the cause, so let's say it's poor ventilation in a crawl space or poor ceiling in a crawl space, we're only really kind of hitting the reset button. So what we'll do is look at really offering the full solution, which is let's make sure we prevent this because we really don't want repeat customers. Right. <laughs> that, would, that would not be a good thing in your case. So uh, Now, why, you've explained why you were attracted to the company, but from an entrepreneurial standpoint, why did you, or do you have an entrepreneurial background? What did you do before this? And, and uh, what, from your entrepreneurial perspective, led you to Green Home? Um, yeah, actually, I spent uh, over 20 years in the print industry. I uh, worked with many uh, companies, uh, ultimately worked for Fujifilm. And my role in those companies was always business development. I was developing the new uh, products. So when Fuji was not digital, I was part of the team that helped uh, Fuji go into the digital world. Um, so I guess I've always been at kind of the forefront. You could call it the cutting edge. Some people call mm-hmm. it the, ble- the bleeding edge. Um, <laughs> I always preferred leading edge. Um, so I'm used to kind of working in uh, where you're kind of at the forefront of a new technology. And I think that's really what uh, spoke to me with Green Home was the fact that I think the, the products they have are extremely unique. They're very effective. And it's a way to help people um, improve their you know, quality of life and the quality of their health. And when you can combine those things, it, it makes it pretty easy to get up in the morning and want to do what we do. Okay, and you're the only one here in Kansas City, right? Yes, we are the only franchise in the Kansas, Missouri area. Um, when we bought the uh, franchise, we kind of have uh, rights of first refusal throughout Kansas City. Um, and But at this point, we're servicing the whole Kansas City area. We've also done a lot of work down at Lake of the Ozarks um, when they had their flooding issues around uh, the oh, holidays. Yeah. Uh, we did a large Baptist retreat center, which was, again, that's sometimes there's the financial part of, uh, of the business, but there's also the, uh, I guess, spiritual and, and just the uh, fulfilling part of it and being able to go into a retreat center that was hosting kids all summer long that had a fairly significant mold infestation because you can imagine um, those, those cabins are, are fairly old, not well ventilated. And I think we all went to campgrounds and you always kind of associated that musty, dank smell with, oh, it must be summer camp. Um, and your mom kind of took your clothes out with a, you know, a long uh, stick. Um, we were able to go in there and, and, tr- and totally get all the mold out of there. And, and again, you know, even if you're only there for a few days, mold is still not a healthy thing to be breathing. And so knowing that we were able to do that and, and make sure that those kids um, going forward had a much healthier environment to be exposed to, um, you know, that, that makes the job, you know, very rewarding. Now, you also work on commercial projects, not just uh, residential, correct? Yes. Yeah, we've done some commercial projects. Um, a lot of times what will happen, and it's, it's both commercial and residential, 
uh, uh, buildings that have been uh, maybe not put in use for a while. Uh, maybe they've not been occupied for a few months. A lot of times people cut back on the, uh, you know, let's uh, turn the uh, AC back, let's do this and that because we're trying to save money on the utilities. Well, though, those and they're not opened at all. Again, all you have is sitting in there is an incubator, and, and maybe there's a small water leak that previous, if somebody was there, they might have addressed. But now that nobody is there, they don't see it. And, yeah, we did a building not too long ago um, where it started in one small little water leak, and by the time we got to it, it had spread through 7,000 feet of office space. <laughs> so, you know, you sit there and you go, that water leak probably was a $100 fix, um, and, it, and it ended up being a 7,000-foot mold treatment. Mm, yeah, uh, there, there's just horror stories out there, that's for sure. If anyone would like to get in touch with you to talk with you more about some of the services and products that you offer, how would be the best way to do that? Um, there's a couple ways. We uh, Our website is uh, www.ghs, so that's the letter G-H-S-of-K-C.com. Um, the corporate site is actually uh, greenhomesolutions.com. And then you can reach us at 1-800-SOLUTIONS. Or locally, if you want to talk to us directly, um, the office line is 913-909-3582. Okay, so 913-909-3582. And you can also go out to the corporate website at greenhomesolutions.com, and I'm sure that you can choose the uh, different franchise areas from that site? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, we're, we have franchise in 30 states at this point. Since it started in the Northeast, the Northeast is kind of a higher concentration. Um, but we are expanding fairly quickly. Uh, as, as more uh, entrepreneurs become familiar with what we do, uh, they're certainly uh, anxious to, to jump on board. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It sounds like you're offering great services and products, Terry, and wish you the best. Thank you very much, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.